Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer with its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solution. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by Caliber. It's the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. And Chatbot PH. Save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes. All by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now and use AI to run your business. Go to www.chatbot.ph. So for entrepreneurs, right, don't compromise on the product, right? And that's something that Ancas never did from the very beginning. Of course, it's never perfect, right? You know, don't also over overanalyze. You know, analysis paralysis will leave you nowhere, right? Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host. Ronster Beipyong. Welcome to episode 56 of the Hustle Share Podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses to grow globally. 
We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, I'd like to remind you that there's a lot of adult language in this podcast, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today we will have a blockbuster episode in the works, because we will have the founders of Ankas, and joining us will be Angeline Tham and George Royeka, the co-founders of the most beloved Ankas app. And today, Angie and George is going to be telling us how they started their own hustles prior to Ankas and how they eventually met and worked together to form Ankas here in the Philippines. And it will go 0 to 100 real quick because they will share a lot of details on how they started out and what are the struggles they have to go through just to get Ankas to be used by everybody and how they were able to finally bounce back when the government shut them down. And then they will also share how they do their amazing social media strategy that everybody loves, all the way to the type of metrics they actually care about and the conversations that happen behind the scenes. And stick around till the end because they will be sharing a lot of tips on selling and how to make your product be loved by Filipinos. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind Angkas, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. Oh my God, we they're finally here. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I've, I've, I've wanted them since day one. I'm a big fan, but if you don't know who I'm talking to, I said it on this intro, so I kind of narked myself out, but let me just play a song, because I am not going to intro them without this. Wait, it's Bapereng. Oh, shit. Let's go. There you go. So welcome to the show, Angeline Tham and George Eureka, Royeka, sorry. Of Ankas. Hi, Ron, sir. Thanks for having us here. Oh, my God. We're very, I'm, I'm very excited. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay, guys, thank you. Welcome to Hustle Share. This is a very big moment for us because I've always wanted to be uh, have you on the show. I'm a big Ankas rider. Wednesday is Ankas Day for me. So, if you've seen me roll in with a big bag of podcast shit and whatnot, that's me and Edsa. But, guys, uh, thanks for, ha- for, for being here. But, uh, like I always do, uh, I'll ask the million dollar question. What's your hustle? Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, we're a ride hailing app right? uh, focused on motorcycles, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. plain as that. So we provide transportation services and yep. delivery services um, in the metro. Yep. Uh, we're operating in Cebu and Metro Manila. Oh, you're in Cebu? Oh, yes. yes, I saw one in Cebu. And I, I did the fucking flying dragon, <laughs> the flying eagle there <laughs> near yeah. Mandawe. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh my so God. We're in the I Quad remember. City in Cebu. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And we've had a long journey. This is something that's very new. Motorcycle taxis is yep. um, something that's new in the Philippines. Before it was Habal Habal. So right. our goal and aim is to professionalize the Habal Habal industry. Right. right. And turn them into motorcycle taxi services. Got it. So, but before this, though, uh, I'm very curious because I was talking to you over the Halloween. As we're recording this, like a creepy dude. So if you see any views on your LinkedIn, that's me. Um, but you guys had very profound hustles. And let's call a spade a spade. You guys are a couple. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Fortunately and unfortunately. So we've had couples. She's the CEO. So unfortunately, she's the boss in both my public life and a private life. That's hey. what he likes to say. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yes. But hey, jury's like still out whether that was a good idea in my okay. part. <laughs> but it looks like it's working well. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's 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 go back memory lane first. Let's ride the Ankas time machine or the hustle share time machine. This today is going to be a, a, a motorcycle time machine. But how did you guys start your hustle prior to Ankas? Because that's where a lot of hustles become or a lot of stories are, are, are built, right? It, you don't become successful overnight. There's so much hardships. And that will be, that's what we talk about in this podcast. We talk about the real shit, you know, because we always talk about the, the accomplishments out online and whatnot. But in reality, there's so much shit that happens in between. But for Angie, for you guys, you, you started out very early. And I was so like, oh my God, you did JP Morgan, was it? Like, yes. yes. I started uh, out in banking. Oh, wow. Uh, in Singapore, that was my first job. Yep. Um, you know, it was very lucrative. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, I wanted to try something different as well. Yep. And um, when I had friends who wanted to do a startup, that mm-hmm. looked like a good time to do it. So we actually launched um, one of the largest e-commerce auction websites in Singapore. Nice. Um, we brought it to Malaysia and eventually the Philippines, where oh. I met... George. Ah, <laughs> there it is. There it is. So that's where where, where the love began. Uh, yes. So I mean, that's how, that's what kind of brought me over to the Philippines Got as it. well. Uh, that was my first time here. And, you know, the people, the culture, everything was amazing. Right. Um, so eventually, you know, I started spending more and t- more time here. Okay. And... But for 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 yeah. Singapore, for Singapore, I've had uh, this Singaporean is my favorite. Singapore is my favorite country. I, I, I've always said that ever because this provides me contrast of how a proper society could be. But there's a friend of mine who's also uh, my partner because you know in Singapore you can't incorporate if you don't have a Singaporean friend. You have to hire one, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, he says that. In the Philippines, he loves it more than Singapore because Singapore is too sheltered mm. that there's no natural disasters and whatnot. For you, Angie, when you saw how s- the stark difference of how crazy things are in the Philippines, how was that like? Well, um, it's definitely more fun in the Philippines. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I saw it as an... I, saw, I mean... You know, traffic was a really big problem for me. Yep. Um, I could not fathom how people could move around or, you know, I couldn't make friends with people who's, who lived in Quezon City, for example, yep. even Green Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, the first few times people were late for meetings, I was very surprised. Until <laughs> <laughs> I realized, There's oh, no MRT no. in here, yeah. so yeah. Um, Everything's late, <laughs> right? So, so there was a lot of um, learnings from from the way things were being done here but at okay. the same time there was uh, it's such a vibrant culture and actually I saw it as a big opportunity to do more things here um, and I'm fortunate enough to have a partner who you know has helped me adapt and learn more about the you know the local scene and I think that's why we make such a good partnership as absolutely well. now yeah. for George that's his I also I'm stalking your LinkedIn you started <laughs> very very early Right, UANP just around the corner. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But you became an entrepreneur early at 2005 at Wi-Fi ng Bayan. Who was oh Wi-Fi God. ng Bayan? And dude, 2005, Wi-Fi wasn't that prominent yet. Yes. The, 2005, I, was, I still remember 
watching shit using DSL. Yes. If you had Wi-Fi, like, whoo, I like you. <laughs> because there's not enough mobile-ready Wi-Fi devices either back then. That was that was the time when Smart Bro was just starting up. Yes. Yeah, so what we would do, what I'd do was, because um, before they wouldn't allow you to um, redistribute your your Wi-Fi. Wow. Um, back then. Right, um, So right. when you had a DSL line, you had one line and that that's was it. it. That's there it. There's no, the modem is direct, right? No concept of routers, nothing, yes, of, yes. That, nothing of that sort. So what I did was I got a E1 line okay. from the telcos. I um, plugged it in the data center onto an antenna. Wow. Uh, uh, an outdoor antenna. Right. And I started distributing, um, I think it was... 512 Mbps. No way. In, Mbps? Yes, in Value Verde. So it was 256 fuck? to 512, something like that. When was this? This was in Mbp, not Kbps. Yeah, not Kbps. It was what? 2005. This is call center shit. Wow. Yeah, I, had an, I had an E1. Yeah, so the, there was a time though the call centers were on the rise, wow. right? So they were selling E1s. Um, you know, uh, to, 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 business, uh, yeah. uh, to business supplies. Was it an open Wi-Fi? No, 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 no. It wasn't an open Wi-Fi. So, oh, so you, I, I, I hacked okay. the, literally hacked the Linksys, wow. the Linksys, yeah, the blue yeah. Linksys, a very classic blue Linksys. Right, right, right. We put in our own firmware in it. And okay. basically you can redistribute um, through the access point into your home. Um, and that was the general idea. And um, yeah, that was pretty cool back then. And, but uh, did you grow it to a proper startup? Because you you did this for uh, two years. Yeah, I mean, we, right? we were servicing. Um, well, we we're servicing Valle Verde. Okay, <laughs> the rich dudes of yeah. Valle Verde. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it was um, it was very boutique. It's very small. Right. Um, and you know, we were dabbling on Wi-Fi mesh right. and stuff like oh, that. Wow. We had a deal with Siemens. We put up some of that. We put like maybe ten access points in Ortiga Center. And what? yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it was just um, it was a it was a costly um enterprise, and you know, uh, it was very hard to keep raising money for something so advanced at that time. You bootstrapped it, super bootstrap. Oh yeah. my god! But yeah. what, what? How? What? How did that end? I mean, you you did that for two years. What were the early? Hustles and the struggles you had to go through and early realizations. Well, you had I, to go a lot through. of people don't know this, but then that was one of my first failures from a regulatory standpoint because oh, um, he- heavily regulated industry um, telcos wow. uh, and there was a lot of bypass networks. Um, okay. That was considered one of the bypass networks. Okay. Um, there wasn't any type of reseller. We were, this is actually what we're doing right, is right. what like Converge is doing right now, ah. right? We are reselling broadband. Got but it, there was it. no framework for reselling broadband back then. Back right. then, there was no such thing. I think, I think there was vast, but value-added service was right, right. different. And VOIP was starting up, and right, there was right. a lot of bypass networks. The call centers were some of them were using it, some of them were not using them. Mm-hmm. So it was it, it was it was a regulatory, you know, hard. It was brick a wall, wall, right? Yes. So they literally said, "Oop, what you're doing is not allowed. Stop." Yes, and um, Ouch. at the end of the day, it was uh, it was uh, I was young, I was inexperienced, right. I didn't know how to, you know. But yeah. I think I think um, looking back now that you mentioned it, that actually paved the way and how I handle. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're trial now. by fire. Yeah, right. Yeah. But this time you succeeded. Yes. So good job. Yes. Woo hoo! Yes. yes. So there That's we have an audience. Thank you, audience. So yeah. Um. From that point, what did you do next? Uh, and how did you guys meet? That's what I. That's what I'm interested. No, I mean, we had we had both separate entrepreneurial careers. Right, before right. Before we met, mm-hmm. um, I went. I, I moved to the U.S. after that. Okay. Um, I was in 
data discovery, legal yeah. data discovery. Wow. And then after that, I moved back to the Philippines. And then I went into online gaming. X-play. Yeah, so it was uh, X-Play, E-Games. Was How CEO. was gaming back then? Because, dude, right now, everybody said... Everybody who was shitting on the gamers back then is now shitting themselves because this is a very big industry. Non-existent at that point in time. MMORPG was right. up and coming. Yeah. Um, but it was already gaining ground over um, the US. So the yes. US had Ultima Online. Yep. Um, World of Warcraft was very big. Yep. It's in the US market. Yep. Um, and we're trying to get that in for the Philippines. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that deal fell through. Mm-hmm. But then um, Korea was like kicking ass. Yeah. Um, they were the and they had the fastest internet too. Because right. of online games. Um, ah, so because of MMORPG, they were able to develop two <laughs> things. No, no they did develop. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but then the reason why it became so pervasive in Korea is because of online gaming, internet broadband, wow. and also their LED market. So LCDs were developed for gaming wow. screens initially. So LG, Samsung... Um, really Ooh. created that domestic market. The domestic market was created because of online games. And the Philippines was very big. Um, we'd handled Ran Online, Cabal. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. These were big. And eventually we merged with Level Up. Level yes. Up. Yes. So that's I, awesome. So we've had Level Up people here before. Yeah. Uh, Minette Navarrete yeah, uh, yeah. Was, 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 was an investor of yeah. mine in my first startup yeah. uh, called Justice.ph. Mm-hmm. Was the president of Kickstart. I mean, Kickstart now was president of yeah. Level Up before. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And I was, uh, yeah, at that time, we started online gaming right. when it was dial-up. No yes, way. Yes, yes. So that was, when someone picked up the pod, yes, it's yes. like, Mommy, why did you pick up the pod? It would take about an hour to download one <laughs> MP3 song. Yeah, the porn right? back then was creeping. So like, had, oh, God. You had, you had Napster, <laughs> and you would like cue. LimeWire like, everything. 24 hours, yeah. and then LimeWire came. <laughs> And that was the shit, right? Lamar was awesome. So yeah, yeah, dude, little did you yeah. know you, you guys download- are dating yourselves. Yeah. No, <laughs> we had to we had to figure out how we're happy titos. At least we had internet. Yeah, figure yeah. out how to push gaming uh, because Correct. back then there was seventy percent of the internet before was internet cafes. True, true. Thirty percent was home. And there wasn't even yes. DSL back then. So that's how long ago it was. Yeah. And after that, that was a very successful stint there. Then I moved into the NBA. So I started NBA.com in the Philippines. No. Yes. Fucking. Yes. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Let me just thank you because I'm a big NBA fan. This yeah. is pre Carlos Singson, David Stern's. I met him. Oh I met God. David Stern. I met him in Shanghai the in one of the China games. Yes. Before the last year, before oh he retired. God. That was an amazing experience. And, um, the Philippines mm-hmm. um, is the biggest market, of course, outside China. Yeah. You know, after the U.S. So um, if well, your signal and sky cable, God damn it, please put it back. <laughs> I cannot function. The first thing I do when I wake up is turn on that basketball thing and I don't see anything. Yeah. It's fucking TV shopping. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm not, I'm not supposed it's to. Cra- it's crazy because that, that single website, uh, nba.com.ph or nba.ph, right, right. they accounted back then a 30% of the entire global traffic of the NBA. What? Yes. The like, P noise. The P noise. The P big noise. And it was funny because <laughs> because it, the highest uh, the highest surge right. was during the mornings. Yes. Right. Because um, it was night 
Correct, in the US. correct, correct. So everybody at work was actually, you know, checking stats. <laughs> oh, there and you know. Yeah, so Nobody's was, productive before lunch. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because of the NBA. But yeah, it was amazing. So there was a few All Stars. shit internet brought, too. Yeah, we were dating back then and I, I took her to an All Star game. What? All Star weekend fuck? game. Yeah, Which yeah. one? Which in, one? Uh, Vegas? In New Orleans. Yeah. All on that was awesome. Dirty, dirty. Yes. There you go. My yes. God. So. Now, I'm, Angie, because before we get too, too carried away, how did you guys meet and how did the Ankas idea come about? Because so, this is amazing, uh, like what I said. I was doing a lot of work with uh, the Singapore we government. A, we met in a bar. No, no. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, we, we, we where's really this? I was doing a lot of work with the Singapore government. <laughs> it was with the uh, IDA, yeah, IDA, Infocom Development Authority. Got it. And they sponsored, or they, they did a like entrepreneur tour of Singaporean entrepreneurs in the Philippines. No so, way. So I this was in, in 20. We spo- <laughs> so we sponsored that. I don't remember what it was like six, seven years ago. Wait, I think I know one of these because some of these were went, went through the idea space. They visited or I don't know if that was the same batch. They visited maybe, maybe. as well. And then we met, you met them. I made a couple of friends in, during that trip. So it was, um, so we just, I decided to do it in a bar instead of doing it in a conference room. So we so, met in a bar. Yeah, okay. So we sponsored the thing <laughs> yeah, and we met there. Oh, there we have lappers as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was it. Which yeah. bar? It was in um, Imperial Ice Bar. Imperial yes. Ice Bar. Shout yes. out Stephen yes. Kuyu on that bar. Yes. <laughs> it's my first introduction to the Philippines. Um, that was dope, though. Right. I, I've had so many crazy nights in that bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So shout out Raj and everything. Because in my first life, I was uh, I had a nightlife app. I did that for eight years. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. with Stephen. Ah, right? he was oh, yeah, a lead yeah, co-founder. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that didn't pan out well. I lost everything. Okay. Oh, yeah, eight but, years. I've had Kickstarter as an investor. All these really good 500 startups was our investor. Well, you I, don't learn when you win, dude. You learn when you lose. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So you met at a bar, Angie. What, how, how did this happen? So you, you met this Filipino, like young, blazing and whatnot. How, how, did, how was that for you guys? Oh, we were introduced by the Singapore government. Yeah, wow. he was, <laughs> thank he you, was a, he Lee was Kuan trust, Yu. Thank you. He was a trusted partner. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and he was bald back then. So. Okay, wow. Okay, <laughs> right. And you know a thing about bald men? They say right, they're more attractive. They exude more power. They said. <laughs> I'm not sure about my baldness, but yeah, it's looking uh, pretty good. Okay, <laughs> it's a fade. Um, but. What were you doing back then when you visited here? Because it was an entrepreneurial trip. Were you with a startup? You had your own startup? Uh, I you was doing? running Sold.SG, the, oh. the auction e-commerce that startup back then. Got it. Yeah. All right. And then what happened to sol- soldiers? It's like soldiers. Okay, right. Soldiers, and then, yes. Like the oh. soldier, soldier? Like. So it's a play on words. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. And then eventually after this, how did you decide to work together? Because you did also, here's one thing that really stick, sticks out before we take a break. You did SoftBank. Yeah. Like, dude, SoftBank, thank you for saving uh, WeWork. Uh, that's good. But, well, how was SoftBank <laughs> back you, then? Thank you, no, thank you. <laughs> dude, that's a lot. Of, that's a complete bailout. But what was SoftBank back then for you, for you to be a VP in SoftBank? Um, well, so wow. when when I started spending more time here, we um, we actually sold the business, the sold the business. Got it. And then um, I spent more time here, and I was helping out on a SoftBank affiliated fund um, to look at wow. startups here in the Philippines Tomasic? and no. uh, in Indonesia. Okay, got yeah. it. 
Was it Temasek or no? No, okay. no, 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 no. Right. SoftBank. Yes. Got it. SoftBank. Did yeah. SoftBank ever invest in a Filipino company before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I did. mean, they have affiliated they funds affiliated all over. Funds, yeah. 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 So, so they, they have spread ones in it Korea. Out. They have oh, for it. Indonesia. They have. But not directly. Not directly. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. They they make it. They spread it out. But okay. Let's take a break. Then when when we come back, I want to know how did Angkas Angkas pa talaga how Angkas started out. But let's talk about that more after the break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we are back. We have some there you go. We 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 got we got some uh, really really good OGs in, into this one. But again, thank you for for being here, George and Angie. But prior to the break, you mentioned that you guys uh, work together in some sorts. How did you decide that? All right, it's time to work together in one entity. And was it Ankas right away, or were were there different hustles prior to this? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think we worked at a few projects together. Okay. Um, you know, we did some e-commerce stuff. Okay. Um, you know, she was going around the fund looking for investment as well so okay. kind of like um you know collaborated mm-hmm. um uh and then you know eventually she worked with the uh, grab right oh yeah. with with wait grab here or grab southeast asia here here oh with brian he wasn't part of the company at that time back then he, oh he, this is pre-brian 
I actually worked with Brian before that also for yeah. some with Zalora. Uh, no, after that he had a different business back then. Yes. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Wow, Brian, cool. You're everywhere. <laughs> so we had Brian Q here. So that was an interesting hustle as well. It's a small world. Yeah, yeah exactly. And everybody knows everybody, especially yes. the tech world. Like yeah. what I said, you can't really. There's no such thing as so everybody will know your shit and your, your how you work with. So make sure you do the right thing yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> Okay, how did Angkas come about? This is where I'm very, very, very interested because, again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a heavy Angkas user. And I want to thank you because you bailed me out out of so many late meetings. The most profound one I've, I've had is I remember I had a meeting from Makati and I had to be in Ortigas in 30 minutes, which is unheard of. I said, fuck this. I've never done Angkas before, but I'm going to do one in EDSA. The... <laughs> the <laughs> The driver was like, oh, sir, are you pasmado? So I was shaking the whole time. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 yeah, I am here. And it was like, but I was, that was so liberating after. And I was talking to him like, how many of you guys are out there? There's a lot. Yeah. And I was a living testament of how I was a heavy Ancas user after that. And I was evangelizing naturally. You made a dent in my life in that way. And I'm a founder. What more for average people who are, out there hustling, riding, and whatnot. I appreciate that, yeah. This is a game changer as it is, but how did this start out? I mean, basically, Ancas was started because of the traffic situation here in the okay. Philippines, right? I mean, the, the time that we spend thinking about traffic or not thinking about traffic because it's like, it's something you don't even think about anymore, yep. right? If you want to plan a meeting, you have to, you know, put at least one to two hours into it before you can yep. you know get from one place to another mm -hmm. and i think coming from singapore that was something that i, I couldn't fathom right, <laughs> doing right. every day mm -hmm. right so i think motorcycle transportation is the most i guess it, sensible sensible thing to do um for traffic and you know, yeah, and, and I grew up with motorcycles. I mean, I mean, right. I was born in General Santos, That's so okay. like habal habals were everywhere. It's right. just like a, a, you know, part of everyone's life. You right. know, regardless whether you're the mayor or you're like the you know the the poor man on the street, right. you've ridden one. Even Duterte rides one until he fell yeah. recently. So I hope you're okay now, Mr. It's President. Okay. He's okay. okay. He's a rider through and through. Right. But yeah, and um, the difference was, you know. Habal Habal was kanya kanya, you know, doing yep. their own thing. It wasn't regulated at all. And, mm. you know, it was, it, it reached all the way to Metro Manila. And, you know, mm. when Ancas came about, it wasn't like something new. Yeah. Ancas customers know that Ancas became the better option because it's professionalized. Correct. But deep down in their hearts, even if they wouldn't admit it, yeah. Exactly. You know? And in fact, in the beginning when Ankas was um when Ankas started, there was such a bad rap for motorcycles. Oh, yeah. You know, our top customers would like get dropped off three houses away. <laughs> no way. That's yes, they're embarrassed, nakahiya, yes. jologs or in the safe papa yeah. right. They won't even post on uh, Facebook. Nobody would post I'm a thirty year thirty one year old man. My you mom know? still scolds me. Oh, why are you uncasting? Like I'm not gonna make it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. super uncool. It was super yeah. uncool. It was super uncouth. It was super like um you know Frowned bad upon. frowned right. upon, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. In many at, at many levels. One definitely mm -hmm. at the safety level. Right. But also 
also, you know, it was, you know, parang Jay ka, you know? Yeah. Well, ka. Everybody with that time was, oh, grab car or, right. you know, with Uber. The Uber. You look nice, you know? but dude, you're late. Yeah. <laughs> And well, look nice when you come into that fucking boardroom, and right? You, you see the traffic uh, develop. Yeah, I mean, I think in our lifetime we've seen it from, Good. you know, very light, moderate to like now it's just Carmageddon. Carmageddon like, <laughs> every day. Wow, that's why yeah. we're pa- there's podcasts now because yes. what can you else? What else can you do yes. in that traffic? Right? And, and you know, a lot of people don't really realize the the, the cost of this traffic. True. You know, because. Everyone quotes Jaika, 3.5 billion pesos per day yep, loss. Yep. But, you know, in one road, you know, the road of EDSA is 24 kilometers. Yeah. Meaning if you're running at 40 kilometers, in 30 minutes, you'll be cross it end to end. Correct. But it'll take you four hours at any given day or right. three to four hours to cross it. And so I have fucked up hips now. <laughs> but, you know, but what Just a lot, you know, the real cost is not that. The real cost is how debilitating traffic is to all of your decisions. I'll give you an example. Try ha- you live in Quezon City. Yep. Try getting a girlfriend that lives in Alabang. And let's girlfriend see. is from Dasmarinas Cavite. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Long distance <laughs> relationship, right? Oh my LDR. god. LDR and it really right. strengthens your relationship. Right. School, father. <laughs> school is not the merit of the school, but yep. you know how you how better how good can you commute to that school? So, you know, it re- I didn't realize it until I met her. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was a Singapore. It was a Singapore. It was a Philippines. No, right. meaning we would fight about it. Like, I'll give you an example. When we're in Singapore and we'd go to the Philippines, we would leave, you know, like an hour. We would leave like two and a half, uh, one hour and a half before our flight. Because yeah. it'll take 30 minutes all the Changi. time to get to. Changi. To get to Changi, yeah, right, and then from there we have an hour. We'll, you know, we'll yep. we'll we'll go to the check-in counter. We'll right. get checked even in. swim if you want. Yes. You can still swim. Exactly, <laughs> watch a movie. So, right. in Spa. the in the Philippines, right. we live in Makati, and Dude. Terminal Three is maybe five kilometers away. Terminal yeah. Two maybe seven kilometers away. But we we leave three hours before the yeah. actual flight. This was even pre naes yes. before. Oh my and god, we f- we fight all the time because sometimes it takes you fifteen minutes. Because magically, we traffic, right? But sometimes, it takes yeah. you hours on, upon yeah, hours. Airport road. You're seeing the, so, the same Resorts World Manila thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's still there. And, and that's the problem is unpredictability. Yeah. But you realize from school to, to work, you know, she, when we moved offices a lot, right. people would leave and, and, you know, say, I can't work with you anymore. And she's like, why? Because it's too far from my house. It's like, True. She, the concept was True. alien to her, right? Yeah. All of our major decisions in life is bound by traffic, right? Yung meetings natin, Everything is about traffic. Everything in a Filipino's life, the common denominator is congestion and traffic yep, it's not in lab. one room. <laughs> it's insane. It's okay. insane. The quality of life is is impacted in such a way that people just take it for granted. Got it. And that's not acceptable. Yeah, right? but here's the thing. A lot of Filipinos complain about it. There's sympathy, there's empathy, but for you to take an action on it, what was the first steps you made to do this? Because a lot of people want to, again, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there as well. Like, yeah, I'm going to make an app. I'm going to make this work. This is my idea. But, dude, it's a different game when you're trying to fucking do it. How did you guys do it and how did you gain early traction and what were the early speed bumps you had, Angie? 
Um, I mean, uh, I I was fortunate enough to have some experience in this industry already, okay. um, and you know I found good people who were really passionate about what we were doing, okay. and you know it was tough, right, um, at the start because as I said nobody believed in in motorcycles. Yes, you know, like oh motorcycles, I'm not touching. How them. did you break the stigma? Uh, well, I think I think first first and foremost we like our number one priority is safety. Yes, and you're safer than a condom. I remember so <laughs> many guys yes, telling me this. Yeah. And I'm wearing that blue hat and <laughs> in between the helmets, like, oh, just my condom on my head right there. Condoms are only 98% safe. Oh, shit. FYI, <laughs> for the young listeners out there. Wow, okay. Oh, there. Mm-hmm. So, per- so professionalizing um, our drivers, you know, they're friendly, they're very safe, they're, you know, um, that eventually led to a lot of good word of mouth maybe not in social media because they were no but the word of mouth literally they talk about it during the trip like i talked to so many writers and say you know what sir i'm gonna take it easy because i worked hard to pass this Mm. i did not just like if i fuck this up i'm gonna lose my ankas badge and the ability to do this and this is providing not just a, a a good access to those people in traffic but what i'm super impressed of is you're also providing really solid livelihood for riders that people that always had that motorcycle but didn't know how to monetize that opportunity so for entrepreneurs right don't compromise on the product right and that's something that ankas never did from the very beginning of course it's never perfect right you know don't also over over analyze you know analysis paralysis will lead you nowhere right um but then there are certain standards that you keep to I'll give you an example, right? We've trained for free more than 100,000, maybe 120,000 bikers already. Wow. Yes, if we wanted to compromise on this, we'd have 100,000 bikers on the road, but we exactly. only have 27,000. It's because we, f- we fail almost 80% of all applicants, but it's free, so we encourage them to do it again over and over again. And for all entrepreneurs that want to bootstrap or have, you know, the, you need to bootstrap mm-hmm. all on, first of all, as a startup, always bootstrap. Even if you have access to funds and capital, bootstrap is the way to go. But when you say true to your product, your best marketing is not Google AdSense, it's not YouTube, it's not Facebook, it's word of mouth. Yes. As a startup, true your real referrals. marketing is word of mouth. And the only way you're going to do that if your product is good. If your product is shit and you're yeah. pretending with good advertising and good marketing BS, yeah. then it's not going to translate. Correct. Referrals is the, the best thing that you need to work on. And people lose sight of this. You right. know, they're like, oh, I'm going to advertise in YouTube. Oh, I'm going to put in my Facebook right. you know, and get you know, a million views and, what, and whatnot. If your customers aren't recommending you and you're a startup, then change your business model, change your product, or right. just wrap it up, dude. It's You're wasting your time. Correct. But there's got to be a science behind this. Angie, correct me if I'm wrong, and George. Because referrals by default, yeah, okay, word of mouth is good. But there's always a way to accelerate that referral yeah. towards growth. You know, yeah. there's, there's you know, referral codes and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. How are you able to match supply and demand? Because that always needs to be doing it in parallel. One thing tips over, it will never be able to, especially in a marketplace like this, where it's always needs to be balanced. Brian, who also said that, you know, dude, I had to do supply first. 
Yeah. Yep. Because you can't do supply, you can't do demand if there's only fucking three cars out there. Yes. How did you, what were the early hustles for that? How did you this recruit the, these guys? The, the ever famous chicken and egg situation. Yes. Right? <laughs> Everyone goes through that awkward phase. It's Correct. like puberty for startups. <laughs> <laughs> so no, definitely supply first. Uh, I guess the question is which what what can you control more of? Got it. Right. Um, and then it's it's a it's a balancing act that mm. you you need to be able to plan ahead. Uh, and you know, give out incentives to so so bikers can be out at the right times and yeah. um, promo codes if you, do, you don't have enough jobs. So that it's you know you have to manage it carefully. So that's something that you need to do with. How data. did you talk to them? Because coming from you know a corporate background, and you have mm -hmm. to drop all of that, and you have to ride with these riders and be human to them and be believable. How did you convince these guys? Yo, you have a motorcycle? Ride with us. You can actually earn money. How was that conversation like in the early days? Um, I think a lot of bikers were excited at the idea that okay. they could use their bikes to make money. Okay. Um, we've had meetings where people, groups of people were supposed to show up and they didn't. Mm. Um, so, so those were the early days. Um, but, you know, I think... Firstly, we treated everyone with respect, okay. um, and we had a plan. We were professional. Uh, we took very good care um, to keep to our word. Right. Um, and I think that just slowly built our reputation, our trustworthiness, and our dependability. Got it. Uh, and we always put the bikers first um, mm -hmm. in terms of um, thinking about what would be good for them and how we could help them uh, with with um, you know their bikes, education, mm -hmm. whatnot. Uh, and I think that's that's what really helped us on the supply side. I remember, George, we were talking about a chatbot concept we before. Like we were talking, like hey, we, we want to be able to provide an avenue where riders can be accessible to maintaining their bikes right away yep. and whatnot. And that yep. that was special because if you they don't take care of that supply, if you're not reachable to them, dude, they'll be like, ah, why am I doing this? Right? You know, a lot of you know, it's um, garbage in, garbage out concept. Yeah. When you rush things, in, and slowly but surely is a key word, right? Mm. I mean, not too slow, obviously, because you have to ramp up and you have to, okay. you have a responsibility to your shareholders, you have right. a responsibility to your to your, to your business. Okay. But you need to take great pains in, in making sure that the product is right and then roll out accordingly. Um, and if you do that, if there's then they'll create mutual respect. So yeah. when we respect the drivers and we make sure that the rules are respected and yeah. we give them the actual tools and equip them with the proper training. Right. The problem is, for example, everybody says, oh, Kamotian or right. Filipinos are bad drivers. Right. Tapos, pupunta ka sa LTO, ayaw mo naman mag-test, magbabayad ka. Mm. There's no mutual respect. You don't right. respect the process. Eh. Diba? Yeah. Gusto mo rin ng shortcut. Diba? Yeah. So, kukuha ka ng lisensya na hindi mo, na, na, hindi mo pinaghirapan, hindi ka nag-training, hindi right. ka nag-aral, and then magagalat ka dahil lahat ng tao sa, sa, sa daan tatanga-tanga. Yeah. Right? So, that's my point. Right? The problem with us is that we always complain of all of these road discourses, uh, you know, Carmageddon right. issues. But then, we, we don't, we go back to the root problem. What's the root problem? Why are there commodity riders in the road? Because nobody has ever trained them, ever. Correct. So, education. 99% of mm. all motorcycles sold in the Philippines are low-income families, are from the low-income family households. Yung mga Ducati, well, ano yan, rounding error. Iba. Iba oh, Bernardo. 99%. Oh, oh. right. <laughs> right. One out of three Filipino families own a motorcycle. Wow. Okay, that's one-third of your households, right? Yeah. And they need it, you know, um, for for their livelihood, right? right? They use it to you know bring kids to school, family yep. car, and whatnot. Okay, 
almost 100% of them did not go through any proper training. Ano yung training nila? Tricycle. Anong nangyayari sa tricycle? Walang helmet. Diba? Uh, Imagine bata ka, growing up, makikita mo tricycle, tricycle, every single day, right, wala right. namang helmet. Which is the norm. Tapos sasabihin right. ngayon, kailangan mo mag-helmet, imotor din yan eh. Pangalawa, uh, ilan yung pasahero? Lima, apat. Yeah. Oh, Tinanggal ni... That's so scary when I see no, them on the road. but that's what, yun yung, that's their upbringing on a tricycle. Yeah. Imagine, right? Dalawa, tatlo. Pangatlo, um, you don't, it balances yeah. out on themselves because there's a third uh-huh. wheel, right? Right. So now, you take out the sidecar, it's still a motorcycle, ang utak nila, tricycle pa rin. <laughs> right? Because that, but because no one taught them otherwise. Yeah. Uh, LTO never did, the government never did, there's no school, there's one school in the entire country, Honda Safety Driving School, one school, the entire yep. country. Along Slack, or no, Osmania. Yeah, so right. what about the provinces? What about, see, what about, sure. you know what I mean? And it's, 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 the cost of the school is as much as your down payment. So, Shit. so what, what, and why we became successful in engaging the government is, we, we told them that Pag tinuruan mo yung Pinoy, ay yung tunay na turo, and you equip them with the proper tools. That's why when we see Filipinos abroad, and they're like, oy, sa abroad, natututo, sa abroad, gumagaling. Because sa abroad, may edukasyon. Right? They go through the proper training, they're given the tools. Filipinos are smart inherently. Pero pag hindi mo train, wala ang mangyayari dyan. Yeah. So because we did that, we have a 0.003% accident rate. Wow. This is equating to 53% of all vehicular deaths are motorcycle-related. Shit. Nationwide. Wow. By comparison. By comparison. And, and the government was like, there's no magic. There's only training. Pag tinuruan mo, susunod. Ang problema, hindi natin alam road signs. Yeah. You know, some of them, maski nga traffic light, hindi alam eh. Yeah. Counter flow and you know? whatever. I mean, right. it's education. It's also the program that uh, you have to adhere to. Um, you know, there's there's feedback that uh, all the passengers gives from the drivers. Right. So there's 24-7 support on that. You know, you call them in for retraining. You Correct. call them at, hey, someone said you're smelly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... so hey, that's all right. Hey, you're, you're going on cars. You can't complain, okay? If your your head smells like axe, axe spray, roll with it, okay? And that's how we started. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got shut down by the government twice. That yeah, so that's what I want to talk to you about. Mad props. Mm. Because you eventually got over the hump but how was it like when during that stage because it was very tough it was like fuck okay am i supposed to am i gonna be fucked here because i'm booking an angkas thankfully someone booked right uh thank you again so i was gung-ho with you but and uh, people loved you so much that they couldn't live with this anymore how would were you able to get over that hump and what was those conversations like with government to finally accredit you as a proper is it the nbs still no, it's not. It's okay. different. Eh? So I think one thing that a lot of the entrepreneurs need to know, as in word, nothing fucking sells itself. I don't care how great your idea is. I don't care if your idea is common sense. It's the best thing. It's so naturally, you know, fits, right? Like motorcycles on the road as a taxi naturally fucking fits. And we have... You know, a safety record that's unparalleled. We have insurance. We have insurance, you know, all of that. Love right. us, so from our money, perspective, you know. we're like, this should be naturally allowed, right. right? Because it just it's common sense. Right. Nothing sells itself, even to you know, uh, the regulators, government people, politicians, even to the mm. customers, media, one person at a time. You know, we used to wait and 
politician's office for five hours. We, you know, and we didn't even get to talk to the man or the woman. We were we were relegated to the staff. Yep. And you wow. just, you know, yeah. you just do it. It's it's an advocacy. You know, it passion just fueled everything. But how did you get buy in? If you're if you had to climb up the ranks. And you had to sell it one at a time. You, you had to get buy-in. You explain you what really, you were doing. You get really bored listening to yourself. You explain over, over and over. over again. You know that 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 one out of three Filipino families own yep. a motorcycle. That's only been that's only been kind of like promoted. Even the condom thing that's only been promoted. You know, that's only been kind of uh, adopted by people now. But that's that's a three-year-old stat. Wow. You know what I mean? And. We thought that, oh, this is the smoking gun. If we put this out in the newspaper, everyone's going to be like, pick follow up, through and, and pick right, it up. Right, but right. no, it, you, you have to work on it. Repetition. Repetition is key. You know, you know, you have to have your key communication. You know, what is important to you? Right. What was important to us was safety. And we wanted to hammer on that over and over again. Before yeah. we had so many things, we had twenty things that benefited Filipinos, or right. you know, a hundred things that would make the li- the drivers' livelihood uh, right. lives better. And it breaks; it just boils down to three, which you know? is, you know, safety, professionalism, and the uh, continuation of the quality of service to make sure that it's scalable and continuous. And I agree because it resonates through the experience when I ride. Before the stigma, especially me, I was like, fuck, I ain't not riding a motorcycle in Manila. F yep. that shit. There yep. are a lot of people like you. Yes. Yeah. But now, let's go. I'm late. Fuck yeah. this. I remember you're part of the final pitch now, right? Yes. The next upcoming yes. one. There was one taping of the final pitch that I woke up late and John Aguilar was look, wait, looking for me. I was, I'm part of it uh, this season. Oh, good, right? the good, ones good. That, and I was like, yo, I ain't gonna make it. I gotta roll up in an angkas. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm right in front of the crew, like, yo, that was like the most badass entrance I've ever had, wearing the blue helmet and whatnot. But last question before we take another break. There's one thing that I got to hang my hat on with you guys. It's because how you get people to engage with you and root for you and even fight for you through social media. You had the the, the, the gold standard of social whoever your social media is it call us pangit and we love you you know that's fucking what <laughs> I've never heard that before right but who what's the formula in your social media attack well I I would love to say that it was um, you know pre crafted and in- intentional but it right. kind of just that's when um, it kind of became a natural force yeah. what do I mean by this a lot of the companies um, treat social media like it was an extension of their media uh, face. Correct. Right. So basically, brand You're gonna do a commercial, and your commercial is you're happy, you're pretty, you're amazing, you're awesome, right? right? But then your product fails. Right. Right. So you use that same formula. You put it on social media. Then you realize that something there is something in social media that a lot of mediums don't have which is the freaking comment button. Yes. Right? And when you're talking to your people, when you're putting out a commercial, they can't freaking react. Yep. Right? They There's can't no react. engagement. There's no engagement. Like, and so everything's pretty, everything's one-sided, everything's right. just, you know, one way. Yes. The, pro- the thing with social media is they get to react. So mm-hmm. when we were busy 
doing uh, three things. One, making sure the product was good, right? So yeah. quality of service, uh, you know, safety record, uh, polite uh, yep. drivers. Professional. Professional, et cetera, right. et cetera. Referral yun. So that was one branch of our marketing. Got it. Then we were making cool videos and trying to make... Dante Gulapa. You know, even before party, that, right. the, our, our motorcycle... Uh, uh, our most like commercial, right? The one with the Roja Street with all of right, them. So right. we were making cool videos, trying to uplift the image of motorcycles, right? And yes. that was our one-way passive stuff, right? And then sa social media, naman, it was talking to our users. And that back then, our users were the millennials. Our users were <laughs> still am, you know, I still mean, is. Right? They were niche influenced you know, first adopters, and first Got adopters it. are very, very passionate. Got and it. our first adopters didn't really care whether they were riding a motorcycle or not, whereas to a certain extent, some did from a safety perspective. Yep, yep. Um, but that was easy to kind of overcome later on. So mm -hmm. we had three different tracks going. We yeah. had the uh, serious track, which is regulatory. We had to be serious. Yeah. We had the product track, which is the quality. And then we right. had the social media track, which was Canto. <laughs> and, and this is very important, right? It was great though. Oh my God. What's so important about this and what I think, you know, kind of in hindsight, we're like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Is that a lot of companies will never ever break their marketing uh, image. They yes. will. They won't break it. So basically, they will always be the commercial, correct? Because they think pag nagkanto sila, it will reflect poorly on how people no. look at them, right? But what what happened with Ankas is that nagkanto kami and then nagbilagin namin si Dante Gulapa so masiyaw siya doing with the flying <laughs> and eagle. You zoomed in, by the way. Oh my gosh, I still get nightmares. Like, dude. And we just like how we didn't underestimate. The talent of Filipino bikers. Yes. We didn't underestimate our audience. We knew that even nagkanto tayo at nagkenkoy tayo, alam mo isisiriswain mo parin yung servisyo ko. Kung maayos yung servisyo ko. Correct. Right. So I've had friends actually, friends from their VPs of big brands and media agencies say like, "Uy, ang galing ng Dante nyo." And then and then I go. You want Dante, dude? I can never do that for my company. I'm right. like, why? <laughs> because yon. And as a startup, you have that versatility because you yeah. have. Wala kang na image. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So while you're crafting your image, you can break that mold. So have a separate. When you're talking to your audience, yep. talk to them how they're supposed to talk to. Now you're supposed to talk to them. If they're millennials, talk to them like a damn millennial. If they're low income, talk to them at that level. Correct. If if they're if it's uh, higher end affluent market, talk to them at that level. But it doesn't mean that you're gonna that that will follow through whatever image you're trying to portray. Correct. Right. So don't underestimate your audience. It's not because of social media marketing is not one dimensional. Absolutely. It's multi dimensional. And you know what? When you fucking Make a mistake, yeah. apologize, and move on. Correct. It's a relationship that you build with your audience base. And uh, you, you made it so Filipino in a way where you make fun of yourselves a lot. Yeah. Super. Like, you know, their Halloween one. This is just it's you know, hilarious. Why does social media influencers work? Because it's an actual person talking to their audience, True. talking to their fans. Why does brand marketing in social media doesn't work because it's a corporation it's a company talking to people Correct. it's very unnatural so you don't have to hum you know make hum humify you know yeah. the, the, the the your social media engagement Correct. make it which, human make it real make it real which means that sometimes you're gonna have wins sometimes you're gonna have losses True. and when you have losses it's not the end of the world they'll yeah. forgive you because you have a relationship Correct. 
you know, you didn't just slam shit on them and, you yeah. know, you know, it's so fake, right? Na, yeah. you know, marami dyan na ganyan, magandang maganda yan, hindi naman maganda yeah. servisya mo, right? So, yeah. call, call a spade a spade. When you're being called out, admit to it, whatever that is, and then try to fix it Absolutely. with with your community. That's why our community is very kind of steadfast with us because yeah. we listen to them. Eh. If Correct. they... They don't like something, you know. We we tell we tell them okay. Okay. Now let's take another break, and when we come back, let's pay it forward with Midwood Metrics. And you you said you said so many awesome things already, but I want to have more, and let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, hustlers! It's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game and again big thank you to sprout solutions liberating your time for what truly matters hey hustlers wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents well i got good news because today's sponsor uno digital bank is here to help you achieve your financial goals you can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. 
not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor Dragon Pay is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back for the final part of the Hustle Share podcast with Ancas. Oh my God, with Angeline and George. Angie, I have a question. How did you guys build this team? How big's your headcount now? And how were you able to build this? And because I just recently read an article. The past employee number 50, it's hard. That's where the startup breaks apart. Because now there's going to be clicks. There's going to be some factions and whatever. There's senior and whatnot. I mean, you've, you've, you're still pretty young. But how do you manage a team that big? I'm pretty sure you have a big headcount. And how do you make... The, the system running and what are the types of people did you get to work with you to get this work? Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. Uh, I think that when you grow so quickly, so fast, uh, it's very hard to keep culture and um, the the team together in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we've been fortunate that everyone's been very focused on, uh, you know, our mission in providing uh, you know, uh, commuters a, a way through traffic and right. also to be able to provide livelihood for our bikers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that uh, has unified the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we, we are over 150 people now. Wow, you doubled the number that I was talking about. <laughs> How, what were the types of guys you have behind the scenes? Because you can't run 150, 50, 150 people team would just ra- you can't you can't sorry but at that number you can't be flat anymore i'm sorry flat, uh, you, really? yeah, yeah. flat meaning there's no hierarchy and whatnot <laughs> you gotta have enough authority pe- people and whatnot to, to get this to work what's the key core team you have to make this work so there's a core team of about eight of us okay. um and and really uh you know, the bigger you get, communication becomes really key yes. uh, on passing the message through bottom to up, up to down. Got it. Um, you know, uh, I think um, we've, we, we are starting to see a lot more um, people people problems sometimes because uh, yeah. communication kind of gets broken telephone. Yeah. Um, perception to one group might be different to another group. So right. uh, we've started realizing a lot of these things. Uh, I think part of it's because we're in different offices. Mm. And, um, you know, that's because we got raided. <laughs> oh. We got shut down. Okay. Um, so, so one way we're looking to fix that is to move everyone back into um, one space. Got it. Uh, I think that's really, really going to help um, wow. to to bring the team 
uh, even closer together now. Got it. Um, There's so no factions. I had some something similar with Chatbot before. Yeah. Before we sold it, we were based in Alabang. Yeah. Then when we got acquired, we were forced to move to Ortigas. Mm. And some people stayed in Alabang. Yeah, and now there's this Alabang people and Ortigas people. Yeah. I'm like, dude, we're in the same fucking company. We talk in Slack. What the hell? Right? <laughs> but there's factions now. So I think, I think one thing about Filipinos um, is that I think people really need to see each other. You know, um, it's, it's, a, it's a face-to-face, real-time human connection. Sure. Um, and I think that's from, I don't know, the Spanish influence or, or whatnot, yeah. but, you know, it's, it's very familial. <laughs> and it. so despite all of the technology we have, right, WhatsApp, you know, Facebook, Messenger, even, you know, face-to-face chat, it's right. still not the same nah. as, you know, going like, pare, how, right. how are you doing oh, today, wow. right? Okay. Stuff like that. So, so um, I, you know, so, so having group events, uh, communication, managing perception and... Um, getting your key messaging out. Kay. So I think we started realizing that you need to market internally as well, ah, right? So okay. the persistent, you hammer it in not just outside, yes. but inside. Yes, so okay. something we've been focused on so much on the outside, we think that it's already inside. Okay. But it, and because you have more and more new people, so they don't know yes. They don't know what you went through. They don't nothing know the history. Nothing markets itself. Yes, nothing exactly. markets itself. That's completely true. So, you know... Um, a lot of people don't know that we got shut down before right, the right. trials and tribulations we've been through. You know why the government was so against us before? It's right. because they didn't understand us. So, um, we so yeah, we've had to revamp quite a few things. Wow. Recently, in terms of talent, what were the key talents you you have to have in or the key talents that are needed to make an ankas work? Key, I mean, passion is definitely one of them. Right. Um. Uh, a good attitude right because honestly you can learn anything yeah right so I think that's what I really believe in um, you need to be able to have common sense hopefully right <laughs> not <laughs> Which always doesn't so exist exist everywhere <laughs> right. all the time um, okay. so for me culture and attitude is actually one of the more important things I look for Got it. especially in a small team uh, that makes a huge difference absolutely now I, I'm curious also what 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 are the conversations that happened behind closed doors. What do you guys talk about? Uh, is it like, oh, how many people got into an accident today? What, what are the, walk us behind through that because it's something that you know. It whatever the here's what I believe. Whatever the core is resonates through outside. If you see excellence outside, that that means there's excellence inside. What are the things you guys talk about behind closed doors that whatever is allowed to be t- said that you know, like for example, you talk about oh, what are the metrics and whatnot, but on a daily meeting basis and whatnot, what do you guys talk about? We always talk about the, well, the community, right? So okay. basically, how our drivers are okay. um, and how our customers relate to them. Okay. Um, that's always the first part of the discussion. Okay. And, you know, safety concerns, uh, incident reports, um, you know, are kind of like 50% of that. Okay. Right? And incidents is everything from like, you know, some biker didn't complete the ride or, yep. or, you know, canceled on the person, you know, to... Or someone can you know, pick up someone in Paking Mandaluyong. Yes, I don't understand yes, that till now. Oh, you're awake, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> or a customer saying, you know, I'm being gender discriminated yes. because I'm in Mandaluyong. We're like, sir, tama po yan. <laughs> you know? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, do you have to be my father to, to, to I can ride shotgun with you? What yeah. It doesn't so, make sense, but yeah. We, we are always harping on community. Right. Um, and we have, you know, one universe, two communities, the customers and the drivers, and it always it. revolves around that. Okay. 
But I think, I mean, I mean, we look at data, right? That's definitely important. Um, and we, you have to make decisions around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one thing that I think I really like is that we always take a critical look at the business. Okay. Um, what processes we have and what can we improve? All right. All right. That, no. That's to me th- what makes Ankas different. Okay. Now, in terms of metrics, you talked about data, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the metrics like? Or give me a metric that you care most about that, that, that's, that's like holy to Ankas. Right, because there's so many metrics in the startup, and again, that's one of the early mistakes a lot of people do. It's like, oh, I, there's so many metrics, and especially first-time founders get enamored or fall in love with vanity metrics that doesn't do shit for their business. What is the ankas metric that you guys care most about? Completed rights, <laughs> bookings. Booking. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it. You know, for every business, it depends on what stage of the business of you're in. Right. right, and that also changes the metrics that you look at. Of course. Um, so I th- for me, matching demand and supply. So Got so, um, bookings. Right. Right. That's one of the holy grails. Got it. So in terms, then you see, I'm pretty sure that fluctuates during, especially now. It's Burmans. It's Anka season, people. You know, I don't care. You got Christmas parties in fucking November and December. Yo, I don't care what you're wearing. Because you're not gonna make it, right? <laughs> By the time you get to your party, there's no more lumpia. Okay. And lumpia is the shit right now. You know, and especially I don't I don't know where that how that came about. Lumpia became all of a sudden a big word in Facebook. But you need that's because of amber, I think. Uh, it? <laughs> that's, that's good marketing, right? Yeah, there. exactly. Awesome. Now okay, last few questions I wanted to do. Um you guys are a couple. And I've had so many, like, they're the third or fourth couple I've had on the show. And each couple always says that there's a, it's not easy because you have to set the relationship and the work relationship. What's your dynamic in making sure that the professional relationship doesn't spill out? Or I mean, there's always gray areas. How do you guys make this work? I mean, it's a challenge. It's a constant challenge. I mean, we're yeah. not nearly, you know, we don't have, it's not perfect. Right. I, I mean, we're, we're, I don't think we're experts at that at this point in time. Got it. It definitely spills, you know, spills over. Mm. Um, for, but you've got a damn good job, though. You know, but we have, <laughs> wow. we have roles, though, right? Got it. I mean, she runs the operations and I run the, you know, regulatory side and the marketing. So. Got it. We have very, very delineated roles that we, we, you know, we discuss, but then okay. we kind of like respect that th- those both sides. Got it. All right. Last few questions. Uh, I have a question in terms of tools. What do you guys like to use that, that allow you to make this work? Because again, 150 people is not easy and you have to communicate. Is there any tool like, for example, for Holy Grail, I don't know any startup doesn't lose Slack or any equivalent per se. Yeah. What do you guys use to make sure that that, that works? Slack, Telegram. Oh, yeah. Tele, chat. you're a Tele. So the sticker game is, is strong for sure. Right. Uh, I guess chats um, and we're also always looking for new technology to kind of help Got it. Talk okay. to each other, um, share files, all of these things. Awesome. It's still a work in progress, to be honest. Got it. But yeah. again, it works and it's doing a terrific, terrific job. I all hate right. it when people send me emails because I never check my email. Yes. Ever. Oh, there. Oh, if you're ever. trying to talk to George, lock him, find a way to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> or tell him. I don't know how, what, what, what George is telling. Okay, now, last, uh, second to last question. 
And this is where it gets a little serious, right? Um, how do you guys cope with stress and burnout? This is a tough game you're in. This is transportation. How many millions of lives are you in charge of on a daily basis? As we speak, there's a, millions of people out there riding in an ankas right now. But, you know, with com- great power comes great responsibility. How do you cope with stress and burnout? Because it's a curse and a blessing at the same time. And well, not a lot of people can understand what we go through. Well, I'm yeah. a, I'm a worry wart, so I'm always paranoid. Okay. I'm always paranoid. I'm paranoid about everything. So I don't, um, and this is to the detriment of the team, right? I don't like victory laps. So when people are doing victory laps, I'm like, okay, you know, pat yourself in the back for one second. We're off to the Murphy's next Murphy's Law is happening. Yeah. So. Uh, she's very chill. I mean, she's got it more together than me. I know. Wow. I worry differently from you. Yeah. Okay. So that's the difference. He worries outrightly. I worry inside. Okay. <laughs> Well, how do you cope with this? You know, you're, these are stark differences. How do, how do you cope? You know, we we just came from a vacation. Okay. Um, you know, we literally left the country, um, you know, and then tried to do a vacation. And you need to realize that you're not Superman and you're not the center of the universe. Yes. Rightly or wrongly, you know, it may have some impact when right. you're not around, but if it falls and falters because you're not there, then you're running it wrongly. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have Trust a, your people. Got it. For you, is there a method to, to like detach or chill out? Because it's never, it's, it's always never comes. Yeah. Right? I think Especially the thing about an being an entrepreneur is like right. 24 seven yeah. or more. Um, I, I guess getting good sleep is hopefully one of them. Yes. Um, I, That's all I did over this past few fucking days. I love um, getting massage. Yeah. The Philippines, that's, Awesome. Yes. Cheap and it's house, cheap. It's affordable. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. But you know what? I think I think what makes makes us successful as well is because we worry a lot too. Got it. So Yeah, I mean you, you're ahead of the you, game before just, it even happens. You always have to be ahead of the game. I mean, it sounds very cliche, but then you have to be a you know, it, it problems will never stop. It'll just change. The nature of the problem will change. The gravity of the problem may change, but it'll never stop. So right. you have to anticipate and expect it. And if you're in a point where you don't have problems, you have right. a big problem. Exactly. I promise you, you have a big problem <laughs> because it, it might be it might be something that you're not accounting for. Got it. Yeah, and you shouldn't you shouldn't be at that point. And Got if you're it. at that point, please retire and do there something else. <laughs> okay. I think, I think just lastly on that. Um, there's always going to be problems and while it's easy to turn off, I think it's better that we take that energy to focus on how to solve it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Now, yeah. second to the last question, what was the toughest decision you've ever done in Angkas? Because I mean, as entrepreneurs, it can't just be, especially in a community, you can't just be the good guy all the time, right? Well, you just got to have to make tough decisions one way or another. What was that for you guys during this journey? Um, I think it was really to decide to self-suspend the service over a oh, year ago. Oh, you guys did? Yeah. 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 Uh, after we got raided. I hey. was sad. <laughs> Wednesdays <laughs> was tough without you guys. My goodness. Yeah. So, right? so that was a very tough decision for us to decide to self-suspend the service, to right. engage with the government and, you know, in all, all the goodwill to kind of share what we're doing yeah. and uh, understand a little bit more of what they'd like us to do more of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was difficult because... We didn't know what was going to happen next. Right? Did and you lose any people during that time? Uh, we definitely lost spikers. 
Um, oh. You know, I think we were very fortunate at time that we, uh, I think, I don't think any of our staff left because they believed in what we were doing and okay. in the company. Um, but those were very, very uncertain times. Uh, what did you guys do during that time? Was it just knocking on every government's door at yeah. that point? Oh, yeah, dude. We were hanging All hands out on in deck. the Senate, yeah. in Congress. Oh, wow. One know, by one. Giving out letters, talking to anyone um, who would talk to us. What's the most profound conversation you've had that you remember during I mean, that span? I mean, it's um, realizing why there was such a negative stigma and tr- pinpointing it per se. That the like actual, diagnosis of the cancer cell right yes. there. I, okay. And then it was just like literally like you know, the clouds opened up and we're wow. like, ta-da, right? And shit. Yeah, because from, from where we were coming from, we yeah. were just professionalizing an existing service. Got it. Make it more efficient, affordable, mm-hmm. with insurance. Right. And, you know, drivers are making good money, passengers yes. are happy. So, wow. <laughs> Correct. Where, where did we go wrong? Right? You know, unveiling that, the, unveiling that there was a community behind it. And yeah. there are huge motorcycle communities nationwide. Yep. And... You know, having them talking to them one by one and convincing them to fight under the cause right. under this cause was, I think, was very uh, well, profound and uh, unforgettable for us. Got it. Yeah. All right. Last question, and this is a very entrepreneurial question. Never had this question before, but we all go through this shit. What make you guys lose sleep? Like for me, there's one thing that makes me lose sleep more than anything. Fucking payroll, and I don't have money. That's I lose sleep like a week or two weeks before. I'm like fuck, I don't have payroll money. What am I gonna? What would you guys lose sleep? Uh, what, is there something that just like you, you guys were worriers or paranoid? You said, but there's an extreme level to that. And what do you guys lose sleep on? Well, you know, funny, I lose sleep on um, anything that could jeopardize um, my bikers not having a livelihood. So major accidents, deaths, um, you know, issues around the biker that would, you know, jeopardize where we are now. Got it. You know, it's, we have a responsibility to thousands of bikers. Yep. The commuters, the customers, to a certain extent, you know, they can ride a bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they can take a Jeep. It's going to be very, very uncomfortable. It's going to be very inconvenient. But then there are options. But these bikers that have been with us from the very beginning really depend on this. They've, yeah. you know, they've changed their lives around it. And man, you know, we took this up, and that's what keeps us going. Because if we stop, they're, you know, they're like your children. Where are they gonna right. go? Exactly. And I remember one biker that I I rode on. Um, he says he's from Tanzacavite, which is like four hours going to Manila. Because they can't go fucking at Skyway. You have to go to the service road, yeah. right? But he does it every day. It's like, dude, what's your challenge all the time? Like, yeah, my, my right hand comes numb sometimes because you have to keep fucking revving and fucking breaking all the time. But he said that, I remember this vividly, that without this, life would have been totally different. And that's when I really, that's the moment that, dude, I got to talk to these Ancas guys. Like, this is so profound and this is so special what you guys have here that, this is, you've impacted so many lives and mad kudos for you guys. But for Angie, is there anything that makes you lose sleep? Aside from George probably snoring at night. But uh, is there anything, or the mumu, like the, the trapek, trapek on, on your Halloween thing? What was, there, what, what was it for you? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I worry about people. 
right? Yeah. So what can we do if there's an if there's an issue or um, a problem? What can we do better? How could we have done better? Um, so that keeps me up sometimes at night. So got we've got to find a way to quiet our minds, which is why we watch television to sleep. There you that, go. I, that that's that really helps. All right, awesome. Yeah. Now, okay, guys, invite over people. What what's up next for Ancas in the next couple? This is Berman. So what what's up next for you? And you guys are going to be part of the final pitch. I'm very very interested in what that's going to be. But what's next for you guys? And invite people over to to ride more bikes, just like. What these guys are Mario Kart. Oh, you've been King Koopa. He's riding an Ancas right there and whatnot. What, what do you guys, uh, or no, that's Yo Yoshi. Yoshi. That's Yoshi yeah. That's King Koopa. Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, it's not riding a different guy. But okay, well, what's next for you guys? Well, I mean, you know, um, definitely try this out if you haven't. Mm-hmm. You're uh, weird if you're not. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> it, it is coming into bear months. Yeah. And, you know, the traffic is just going to get worse and worse. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to um, just continuing the service. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excited about Final Pitch. And, you know, hopefully we get some good, um, you know, startups there. There you go. All right. Thank you again, Angie and George. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. All right. And guys, it's been a pleasure. You, again, thank you very much. Woo! Thank you, peeps. Thank you. Those are your Ancas riders on the road right now saying, applauding you. All right. But guys, before you before we wrap this baby up, follow us on whatever podcast app you're in. And then again, if you had, if you heard any jargon, it's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. And just like Ancas, we have a community. It's called the Hustle Share community where you get first dibs on who's going to be on the show. And lastly, don't forget the messages on this Hustle Share chatbot at m.me slash Hustle Share powered by chatbot ph. And don't forget to love and subscribe to all our other Pinoy podcasters on podcastnetwork.asia again Angie and George thank you thank Thank you you. alright and I'll see you guys in the next episode peace